Black Women to Watch is on a mission to tackle the underrepresentation of Black women. We seek to celebrate those who are power rising through the ranks by amplifying their voices and their stories. These women run companies, transform industries, and are the very backbone of our democracy. Amazing in their own right, they are distinguished leaders, and through their journey, we uncover the keys of inspiration. As Vice President Kamala Harris said, Black women are often too often overlooked. And at Black Women to Watch, we're changing the game. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Black Women to Watch. I'm your host, Lauren Leggett, and it's the holiday season. Around the world, we are in the spirit of Thanksgiving and celebration as people come together for the most coveted time of year. So it's no better time to share this feel-good story about today's guest who navigated her way from behind the scenes to the big screen. Dana Isom Johnson is the trend expert for Etsy and a judge on the Emmy-nominated NBC primetime series called Making It, hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. In her role as trend expert, she is in constant pursuit of new and unique finds and is passionate about helping shoppers find special pieces that showcase their personal style. Dana is responsible for keeping her finger on the pulse of the latest and greatest designs while also shining a light on the incredible community of 4.7 million small business owners on Etsy. Dana is also a member of the greatest sorority in the entire world, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And in her free time, you can find Dana in the kitchen, whipping up some special family treats or bike riding around New York City with her husband and her dog. Now, today's episode is especially for anyone who is struggling with feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome or perhaps you're feeling like you're not ready for the next chapter. Dana's story is one of alignment and triumph that is sure to reinvigorate anyone who is feeling doubtful. So grab a friend and let's take a listen. Miss Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to have this conversation with you and to capture this interview because you are one of the most inspirational people I have ever encountered. And I know our listeners will think the same as well. So why don't we go ahead and get started? We start every show by asking our guests our six word memoir. And that's just six words that you live by. It gives us a little bit of a glimpse into who you are and you can take it in so many different ways. You can be funny, reflective, introspective. You can get deep, bring us into our emotions. It's really whatever speaks to you. So without further ado, what would you say is your six word memoir? Okay. So I think at this time in my life, mine would be why doubt yourself you are worthy. Ooh, why doubt yourself you are worthy. What does that mean for you? I think one of the things that I've constantly struggled with in my trajectory and growth has always been like, oh, look at this other person. Look at what they're doing. Why am I not doing that? Or I'm not good enough to be this or questioning where I am. And I think right now I'm really trying to focus on 
not anybody else actually and focusing on myself and telling myself that I've put in the work, that I'm worthy of receiving all of this abundance and that I'm ready for it. Mm, Yeah, I know that villain of comparison. It's just, it always puts you in a very vulnerable place. I think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive in. You have accomplished so much. You're doing so many amazing different things. And we're going to talk about all of them in just a moment. But I want to start at the very beginning. Bring us back to young Dana. Who was she? Can you walk us through your early days? You know, what about you back then made you feel like I want to grow up and be the person that you are today? Yes. As a kid, I grew up in the sticks of Virginia a little town called Louisa County. Shout out to Louisa. And I wanted to be two things. One was a chef and the other was a a fashion stylist. And so I went to school. I took culinary classes in high school. I took fashion classes in high school. I only applied to two schools, Johnson and Wales and FIT. And I got accepted into both. And at the end of the day, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this fashion thing. And then I moved to New York and that's how it all started. Okay. So you moved to New York, like so many of us do early in our career, you have education and fashion in your back pocket. Tell us where you started your career. Did you continue to work in fashion during the early days? The funny thing is I got to FIT and my thought was, okay, I'll either be a stylist or I'll be a buyer and I'm going to get all the cool clothes and put them in stores. And then I quickly learned Oh, wait, being a buyer means lots of spreadsheets. It doesn't mean (laughs) it doesn't mean that glamorous definition of what I thought it was all those years. So I pivoted and started focusing more on marketing. And so after FIT, my first job was doing showroom sales, this very small showroom in New York. And that was cool, but it, it still didn't feed me. So then I went on to do a corporate training program for the Chico's FAS brands. And it was, it's actually a really great thing for a young college student to do right out of school because you basically do different rotations. So I spent a couple weeks in the allocation team. I spent a couple weeks in the planning side. I spent a couple weeks in marketing and product development. And so they really allow you to test out your skills and figure out what you're really passionate about. And so I ended up being placed in marketing, and that's where my love and real career trajectory started was in in marketing. Yes. Shout out to all the marketers out there. I, too, am a marketer, and I believe that it's such an empowering place to be to help businesses really propel forward. So I love that that's where you got your start. All right. So you're in fashion. You're working for some of the most popular brands. How did you make the jump into Etsy? What brought you to the Etsy experience and, you know, walk us through your journey of how you made that professional pivot. Yeah, so I was at the Chico's FAS brands for five or six years. And this makes me feel so old, Lauren. But when I tell you, I was like, oh, this Internet shopping thing, I feel like this is like going to be a thing. So I said, I said, okay, I'd like to try working at like a, a website and do this e-commerce thing. And I had purchased, it's such, it's such an old school Etsy item. But back in the day on Etsy, so many people would make the wire, hand-strung hangers, especially for brides. And you'd get your last name strung in the yep. hanger. So I had purchased something like that for a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, this Etsy thing is cool. I'm going to see if they have any jobs available. 
So I started looking online. Sure enough, they had a marketing coordinator position. I was like, I'm going to just give it a go. And the day I stepped in that office, I it just something felt like this is different. This is not like the mean girl vibes that I was experiencing in the true fashion world. And it was so welcoming and creativity was encouraged. And after that hour long interview of interviewing with a seven person panel, I was like, I got to get this. I got to get this. This just feels right. And I got it and shoot, it'll be 10 years coming up this year. One of the things we talk about so often on this show is this idea of opportunity versus purpose. And there's so many amazing opportunities that you'll encounter in your life. But when you truly step into your purpose, like you did the moment you stepped into that Etsy office, it feels different. The aura is different. The energy is different. The people are different. And so it sounds like you had that very, very real experience. And 10 years later, you're having the time of your life. So you started Etsy as a marketing coordinator, but one of the things that we know about you is today you're a trend expert. And prior to you stepping into that role, it did not exist at Etsy. You created that and identified an opportunity. So can you walk us through what exactly that looks like? Because there's so many of us who are itching to create new ideas, new opportunities, but we're not sure how to go about it. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, so it really, honestly, it all happened within a couple of days. And this is why I am such a believer in things happening for a reason and timing and trusting in yourself and just rolling with it because I was training someone because I was in PR at this point. So I was training someone to go on Good Morning America. And, you know, as a PR person, you are writing the messaging you really are molding the spokesperson to make sure that they hit on all the right points. So I was training this person and it was our very first broadcast segment for the brand. And the person just, they weren't able to go through with it. And so as a PR person, I was having a conniption. I was talking to our agency like, yo, we cannot give up a morning show slot that barely happens for brands. What are we going to do? And the agency, um, my agency rep at the time said, Dana, chill. It's okay. We've got it figured out. And I was like, how do we have it figured out? We don't have someone. And they said, yes, we do. You're going to do it. And I said, whoa, whoa, I've never done TV before. I don't know about this. And she said, listen, you wrote the messages. You've been training the person. You know how to do this. And I believe in you. I think you can do it. And that was the day before. The next morning, I went on Good Morning America and did the wedding segment. And I stepped off that set and I was like, this is what I should have been doing my entire life. I feel at home. I feel energized. I feel like I can offer a voice to these businesses that otherwise may not have the opportunity to. So the next day, I went to my supervisors and I said, hey, look, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I want to be able to deliver messaging to media in a new way. I want to be able to talk about not only the golden stories of these small businesses, but I want to talk about the shopping experience that customers are having because an Etsy customer is very different and they are searching for things that maybe like run-of-the-mill customers are not searching for. 
So I want to get into the analytics and I want to present this to a meet to the media in a new way. And so they said, well, I guess you can give it a go. Because at that point, we were still very much in startup phase. I think I started at Etsy. I was person 135, I think. Today, we're over a thousand. But I think at that point, because we were still so small and scrappy, they gave me the opportunity. And I'm so thankful for that today because I am able to do a job that I love and that I'm passionate about. Yes. And part of your journey was about someone encouraging you to step into the moment. And there are so many times where I think we often are encouraged by the people around us, whether they're family members, colleagues, friends, and sometimes it's being open to the advice of others and being able to step into a moment that may feel a little bit uncertain, but really, you know, your entire journey is preparing you for that. You knew the talking points, as your colleague mentioned, and you were prepping the person who was supposed to have delivered it. But clearly, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, you were the right person. Many of us don't see that in ourselves. And so sometimes it takes others who are around us to be able to push us into those moments of impact. I want to shift gears just a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, what you said around how you want to be a voice for small businesses. You know, this is obviously a platform that amplifies the stories of Black women specifically. And so we know that Black women are making the transition into entrepreneurs at a faster rate than any other demographic. And I'm sure you're seeing some of that behavior on Etsy as well. When you think about the work that you and how you advocate for Black women, what does that journey look like? You know, so often Black creators don't get the megaphone that they need. They don't get the platform that they need to be amplified. And they often are sharing and shifting through the world, but they don't get the visibility that maybe some of their counterparts might get. And it's unfortunate. Other people are exposed in a way that they don't get to be exposed. And sometimes people can mimic or copy or steal their creative. And so can you talk a little bit about how in your role as a trend expert, maybe some of the ways that you're impacting the visibility of Black creators? I take it on as a personal responsibility because my thought is if I'm not going to do it and I'm a black woman, then who am I expecting to do this? I, I always try in everything that I do, whether it's for Etsy or something for making it or something that I'm personally putting up on my personal channels, I'm always going to try to push us always. And I don't care what anyone says, because again, it, how could you not? If I don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah, that's powerful. It is personal for all of us. And one of the things I've seen from you, having followed your personal channels, is you take a lot of opportunity to leverage your own influence to amplify others. Um, you know, you post a lot about some of the products that you love on Etsy, and you're amplifying the creators in the meantime. It's not just about the work that you do, but it's about expanding and sharing the spotlight. And I, I think that's inspirational and we all need to do a little bit more of that. Okay, so I think we know what a trend expert is, but just in case, can you break it down for those of us who may not know? What is it that you do and how do you do it? Yeah, I'll say for what I personally do, because there are many other trend analysis folks out there who have a much different job than what I have. But specifically for Etsy, it's my job to really to tap into and to bring awareness to these really unique and cool unseen makers. That's part one of it. Part two is 
to look into the outside markets and see what's trending and what's popular in the world and then comparing that to the real-time data that people are searching for on Etsy. Just because someone is looking for, I don't know, let's just say uh, bell-bottom pants in, in the world market, that doesn't mean they're necessarily looking for that in real-time searches on Etsy. So I'm really trying to bring together like the current data that people are, are engaging with and then comparing and contrasting. Dana, I have to be honest. One of my favorite things that you do is you talk about the color of the year. Now, I've always been so fascinated by what is the color? How did you define it? Like, what does it all mean? So give us a little bit of a look behind the curtain. How do you go about picking the color of the year? You know what? A lot of it has to do with the state of the world. So it's interesting. Last year's color Man, and then the world flipped upside down. But last year's color, I titled as chartreuse, which is a bright, vibrant, lively color. Because I think at that point, we were all hoping for energy and cheerfulness because of the tumultuous political years that we have been going through. And then as I fast forward to this year, I titled it Sky Blue. And we chose Sky Blue because it's the color that you literally look up to the skies and are hopeful and are optimistic. And it's a peaceful color because I, I really thought that people were looking for a sense of calm and tranquility and that color really represents that. So not only am I looking to the world for inspiration for this color, but again, leaning on the data. People were searching for shades of blue. They were searching for shades of green and yellow. So it's, again, the combination of the, the data and then where are we in the state of the world? Okay. Okay. So I'm super excited to see what 2022 holds. I think you'll be unveiling that very, very soon. But at the end of the day, I think what you've shared here is that it's about inspiring, right? It's it's about really bringing life and breathing life into the new year. And I think, especially following the last two years, which have been incredibly difficult for so many of us, it's a, it's a way to just bring a little bit of magic. So it might seem like a small gesture, but thank you for all that you do. You've spoken about how amazing it is to work at Etsy. And that is just phenomenal. You feel so at home. It's a place where people are respected. Diverse voices are valued. But I would imagine that maybe broadly in the industry, that's not always the case. You and I know that women and specifically women of color are often in situations where we don't get the respect that we deserve. Sometimes our opinions, our voices are not valued. And I think because so many of us go through that, I'd love to hear you just talk about how you persevere, perhaps in the industry when people aren't respecting your voice, when they doubt your expertise. You know, you've accomplished a lot and not only at Etsy, but broadly throughout your career. And you're an expert. You are a thought leader. Everyone is looking to you for your voice and your opinion and what's on trend at the end of the day. But I'm sure certain people haven't always been in your court. So what has it been like advocating for yourself and navigating, we'll call them naysayers? It's a challenge. It's a challenge because some of those naysayers in in the beginning days and even some days today, it, it challenges how you think about yourself. And so for me, my goal has been to quiet them, 
and keep them out of my head and focus on my old receipts. Because when they try to challenge me on the whole, well, wait a minute. I have been here. I have been doing the work. And I don't need you or anybody else to question me. So it's really that that confidence in yourself. And I'm saying it's easy. It's absolutely not easy. But I think in terms of me being a stronger woman and being more confident in myself, I don't need to look to anybody. I need to look to myself and check my own receipts. Yeah, check your own receipts. I love that. Okay, Dana, I hate to ask, but what is it like being on television? What is it like being on NBC's Making It? It's so good. And you know what? I feel like I am absolutely spoiled because prior to making it, I had only ever done live television and segment-based, not, you know, full productions. And Amy and Nick, they're two of the biggest stars out there. Like, top-level comedians have the Emmys, have the Golden Globes, have all those things. And I remember being so incredibly nervous. Matter of fact, I, I took videos of myself from the moment I got on the plane throughout my time in the during the production time. And I remember the first day I was recording myself and I was like, okay, girl, you could do it. Yes, they are them, but you are you. Just be yourself. Don't try to change yourself because you're around these big celebrities. Like, you were chosen for a reason. You can do this. And like, you, I could see my, my face when I look back at those videos and I'm like, oh man, I was, I was just so scared. I was so scared. But Amy and Nick created such a positive environment and one that was welcoming, one that was not based on status or based on what your name is or who your publicist is or all of that, whatever, that fluff. And so we all just hit it off right away. And I think that's why I love our show so much, because when you think of the reality spectrum, most of it is all based on fighting, bickering, tearing each other down. And that's not what our show is about. And that's not what really the maker community is about. Makers are about uplifting each other, sharing skill sets, being positive and learning new skills. And that's what I felt from start to end every season. I couldn't agree more. I think at a time where reality TV dominates our televisions and it's not always positive content. It is so refreshing to see you show up and represent Black women in just such an empowering and powerful and creative way. So that's wonderful. And not to mention your outfits are amazing. That's a part of my, my favorite thing. There is a stylist, but what I love about Kristen so much is that she just really allowed me to play and be myself. And it all comes back to being yourself, right? Like. I, I have never tried to stray away from the authentic version of me because I think when people do that, then you have to live up to that lie for however long. Whereas if you just remain you, there is no game to play. No game to play. Yep, that's right. Okay, before we close today, I want to talk a little bit about what's next for you. And I have to just say, 
one of the things we do on this podcast is we speak things into existence. So what's next for you? Well, you know, at first, I, I too am a huge manifester. I believe in it very strongly. And to take it another level, I like to put things in my calendar. So I'll say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a show and I'm going to get it by June 20th, 2022. So that when that date comes around, most of the time they come to fruition. But if not, it'll push me even more and be like, no, you were supposed to accomplish that by now. Let's reactivate. But what I would like, man, I want to do so much, Lauren. I'm not even going to lie to you. I would love to have my own show and something centered around what I do now, uplifting, sharing stories getting people creative and just sparking a thought that you wouldn't have already been thinking about. So I'd love to do that. I'd love to to have a book out there one day. I, I'd maybe love to have my own production company and, and focus it all around creativity and create content that that's, again, uplifting people, sharing stories and, and being creative. Okay, final question. To the young men and young women who are listening today and are watching you on Good Morning America, Today's Show, NBC's Making It, wherever you end up, what is the message of inspiration that you hope they're able to gather from hearing your story and watching your journey? Just jump. If mm. I wouldn't have jumped, none of this would have happened. There you go. Just jump. Dana, where can people stay plugged in? Where can people find you on social media, on your website? So my Instagram is just my name, Dana Isom Johnson, Dana with a Y. And then my website, if you ever want to hit me up, if you're not into sliding into the DMs, just go to DanaIsomJohnson.com. Well, this has been the most fulfilling conversation. I think the way that you bring your authenticity to the screen and the way that you advocate for Black creators and creators in general, it deserves recognition. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for inspiring us every single day in the work that you do. On behalf of all entrepreneurs who are out there trying to make it, thank you for creating a space, for celebrating them every single day in the work that you do. And like I said, you are my line sister, so I have had the pleasure of having a front row seat to your journey, but I'm excited for others to learn a little bit more about you. Thanks so much for checking out another episode of Black Women to Watch. We hope that you're leaving with helpful nuggets of inspiration that can propel you even further into your journey. Now, if you like what you heard, take a moment to follow us on Instagram at Black Women to Watch and leave a comment sharing your feedback on this episode. And also share this episode with all of your friends so that they can be a part of the conversation as well. If you have an idea of a guest that we need to host on this show, be sure to visit our website at www.blackwomentowatch or hit us up in the DMs on Instagram and let us know who we need to invite on this show because we're always looking for more transformational inspiration that can help us all in our journey. Another episode is on the way next week, but until then, stay inspired. Stay inspired.